0: What's good? This is the Pigpen Podcast here on the Hogshaven Podcast feed. We got a quick little OTA show for you today. Reuben Foster goes down with an injury on the first day of OTAs. Dwayne Haskins is a absolute monster standing next to Case Keenum. We're going to talk about the possible quarterback competition between those two guys and Colt McCoy, and we'll discuss what the Redskins should do with Josh Norman come June 1st and how that could impact the hole that Reuben Foster's injury has left on the team. This is your first time listening Follow me on Twitter at Denton underscore Day. Let's roll the music and get on into it. to the Big Pen Podcast, a little early OTA edition of the podcast. Took a little bit of a hiatus between now and the draft because, well, not a lot of stuff happened. I mean, we signed our, our rookies, but that's really about it. If this is your first time listening, follow me on Twitter at Denton underscore Day. Uh, follow us on Hogshaven at Hogshaven. Subscribe to the podcast feed on Apple and on Spotify and wherever you get your podcasts. And then, of course, become a member on the actual site Hogshaven.com. So we're going to keep it a little short today because not really a whole lot going on, but definitely 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 uh, some big news. As I mentioned, Ruben Foster is likely done for the entire season with that ACL injury. Uh, So we got to talk about who's going to replace him, the possibility of moving on from Josh Norman. And we will get to uh, some thoughts on Dwayne Haskins and what he has done so far. But I guess because the Ruben Foster stuff is kind of the big news, that is where we will start. On the third play from scrimmage during OTAs, he gets down, he goes down, Hurt with a knee injury. It seems like the Redskins have this happen all of the time. Uh, I can't speak to how other teams and other fan bases feel or how often this happens to them, but from our perspective, this seems to happen a whole lot, which sucks. And losing Ruben Foster in particular really, really sucks. We all at this point should understand the Redskins got him for a steal. Like they, they, sh- they, It was a steal to get Ruben Foster, and we all know the reasons behind why it was a steal, uh, but in the long term, it looked like this may actually be a win for the Redskins based on what at first was a boneheaded decision, so they had turned a boneheaded decision into a big win, and then he goes down and he gets hurt, which sucks because I was really looking forward to Ruben Foster lining up with our linebacking core. Cause I think over this offseason, our core of linebackers has gotten significantly better. And just as a football player, Ruben Foster was impressive at Alabama. If like really, really impressive at Alabama. And really the the off the field stuff kept him from doing a lot of good stuff with San Francisco. It, it made him fall in the draft and it kept him from really getting his feet under him. So I was excited to possibly see him get his feet under him here because that would have paid dividends for this Redskins team. Unfortunately, that is not the case. So We're not going to see him with Sean Dion Hamilton or Mason Foster, but now we kind of have to fill the role that Reuben Foster would have played. So there are a couple. There are a couple ways the Redskins can go about this. Uh, I mentioned Sean Deion Hamilton and Mason Foster. They could just go with those two guys. They, they just pair those two guys alongside Ryan Kerrigan and what will hopefully be Montez uh, Sweat on the other side. Him or Ryan Anderson. I imagine those two will will share snaps in the beginning of the season, but hopefully that ends up being uh, Montez Sweat for the long term. They could just stick with that and, and keep it as a uh, kind of an, an in house situation or they could go outside. Um, and we have that post-June 1 deadline. We've already seen a couple guys around the league get cut, and I think that number is going to grow uh, as we get closer to towards June 1st, and I think it'll grow exponentially after June 1st. Now, the big question is, is a middle linebacker going to become freed up, a name that we recognize that we as fans and we as an organization say, oh, that's a guy we got to go after. I can't tell. I mean, there's there's really no telling at this point, seeing as it's only, I mean, it's May 21st. So we got a lot of time between now and that June 1st deadline, but it's a possibility that the Redskins could look to utilize. And there's also a couple free agents uh, that are in, in need of a job. I mean, one of the big names, the most notable name, I would say, is going to be Manti Teo because, I mean, everyone knows the Manti Teo story. Um, I'm not against him coming in. To, to, to join our team I don't think it's the best option in the world because he, de- he hasn't really seemed to be exceptional as an NFL player and a great college career but then that weird little uh, catfish incident really seemed to affect him on the field. Um, so I don't know if I want to bring Manti Teo into the situation, but he is an option and, and it's nice to have options. The timing of this injury, while it does suck, because like I said, we seem to kind of be cursed when it comes to injuries. When I mean, we had the whole Junior Galette situation who quite literally never really got to get his feet under him, truly as a Redskins, which, which sucks, but that's just how it was. He kept injuring his Achilles and his lower legs. We really never got his feet under him. But it's better to have this injury happen now than at like week four of the preseason. So they do, we do kind of have time to find a replacement if we decide to go that route. Or like I said, we could just keep this in-house. But I guess it's better to have that injury occur now rather than in the preseason. But when that June 1st deadline comes, the Redskins could have uh, a lot more money come June 2nd in regards to whatever they decide to do with Josh Norman. That's a guy, Josh Norman's expensive. I think we all understand this. The Redskins gave him a massive contract when they signed him. At the time, it looked like a really good deal. Uh, we thought that the market was going to grow uh, for the cornerbacks, so eventually we thought that you know a lot more people would be getting paid Josh Norman type numbers. And he just came off a hell of a season and hell of a run in Carolina, when who gave him that big contract. And then the market just didn't really uh, pop off for Josh Norman like we thought it would. He's still the highest paid corner in terms of in terms of total money uh, in in the contract and. If we cut him now, we would save about $8 million. If we cut him after June 1st, we would save $11.5 million, which then could be utilized to fill uh, that void with the Ruben Foster injury or just address other situations. Because odds are, uh, it's one of the worst things about football, but also kind of one of the the things that we've just come to to realize about the game, is there very much is a next man up mentality. And there's probably going to be more injuries on this Redskins roster. You hate to say it, you hate to see it, but that's probably how it's going to go. That's just the nature of the game. So if we free up that $11.5 million of cap space all of a sudden we can use that to fill other holes on the team and Norman's production hasn't exactly been stellar since he joined the team i mean it's i mean it's not been good at all quite frankly i mean you can look at the pff the pro football focus grades and however much stock you want to put in that is fine i guess that differs uh, depending on who you are but he hasn't been exceptional he's been good but not great so i think it might be time to kind of you know distance ourselves a little bit from Josh Norman he's not at otas which isn't Abnormal. I mean, there's a lot of guys that also are not at OTAs, but him in particular is one that stands out because his future at this point is uh, really up in the air. So I don't know how much longer he's going to be a Redskin. He's expensive. If we decide to keep him, I think we still owe him uh, close to 25 million. I think it's 24 million dollars over the next two years. So that's a guy that we probably could do. With, with letting go. And you hate to see it. He does a lot of great things for the community, but this is football here and we need, we need to win. Now, this team does have a little bit of potential defensively to be really, really good. I've talked about that for like weeks now, how I think this team can be really, really good on defense. And Norman is a benefit uh, to having him is certainly a benefit because there's always that kind of thought in the back of your mind. Well, maybe he can just return to that form that he was for a year in Carolina, but if we can get something else better uh cheaper or more for cheaper with the money i i would say we got to go ahead and do that you know we got to focus on the long term here and i think after norman's contract runs out i don't foresee him coming back even if he is still with the team at that point so you might as well get out, get him out of the way now save that money and utilize it to fill uh, the void somewhere else on the team whether it be offense or defense also in the OTAs as I mentioned we're we're just kind of zooming through things here a little bit it's going to be a quick one and uh, get you on with that your day but also through OTAs uh, we've got our real first glimpse of Dwayne Haskins who standing next to Case Keenum looks like a giant I uh, didn't quite realize how small Case Keenum was you know, he he does although Case Keenum did always kind of look a little funky with some of the shoulder pads in Minnesota and wherever else he played cuz I I've come to the realization whenever I look up Case Keenum and just his stats just to kind of see what he's about I always forget that he played with like four other teams um, before he went to Minnesota but every time I watch him with Minnesota and Denver he did look kind of funky with the shoulder pads it looked like they were a little too big for his body and now seeing him stand next to Dwayne Haskins it makes a little bit more sense because Dwayne Haskins is a huge individual and Case Keenum is very much not a huge individual the competition between these two however is very real so the Redskins have three options they can go a quarterback uh, to start the regular season case Keenum Dwayne Haskins and Colt McCoy Alex Smith for all intents and purposes unless unless some sort of miraculous health development occurs in the next few weeks or months Alex Smith is probably not going to play the entire season so he is out but the three quarterbacks competing are going to be Keenum Colt McCoy Dwayne Haskins As of right now, and this is always subject to change when it comes to to medical stuff, but as of right now, Cole McCoy should be good to go for training camp. So he will actually be somewhat involved in this competition. Maybe he's the third best uh, option at this point, but he's going to be somewhat involved. This competition is going to be crucial for the success of the Redskins. I think as of right now, this is this is kind of my bold prediction. I think that Dwayne Haskins is going to end the season as the starter. I don't know if he's going to start the season as a starter. From what we've seen in the videotapes, uh, not videotapes is a weird way to say that, but from what we've seen in the videos on the internet and on, on television, Dwayne Haskins looks good, okay? I mean, he, his throwing motion is great. He has a nice high release I love his size. It looks like he's a little bit more mobile than Case Keenum. I'm not going to go and call him a dual-threat quarterback like Stephen A. Smith, but it certainly looks like he's more mobile. The question is, between him and Case Keenum, who is going to pick up the offense first? Who is going to pick it up faster? Because we know that Colt McCoy understands the Jay Gruden offense. No one has played in the Jay Gruden offense more than Colt McCoy has over the history of Jay Gruden's career running offense in the NFL. So he knows that inside-out and backwards – Can the other two guys pick it up? Because we know there are some complexities in the offense, and we know that because Alex Smith, who is, I would say, one of the smarter guys in the NFL in terms of IQ, he struggled to pick the offense up a little bit. The Redskins did a whole lot of winning last year with Alex Smith, and they were at the top of the division, but we're not going to sit here and argue and say that Alex Smith had a mastery of that offense because he didn't. And had he had a mastery of that offense, the Redskins probably would have been a lot better. I mean, you could make an argument, had Alex Smith mastered the Jay Gruden offense last year, the Redskins, instead of being at six and three, may have been seven and two, eight and one. That's not what happened. Yeah, We weren't going to be the Saints last year. That's just how it was. That's not what happened, though, because he never fully grasped the offense. So can Dwayne Haskins and Case Keenum kind of expedite that process and pick it up quickly? that's going to be huge i like the talent that we have with the draft around him i think we are we're setting these guys up for success but it has you got to know the offense to play and I think it's going to come down to some preseason stuff because, I mean, look, look, we, we know this with Jay Gruden. He's not great in the preseason, OK? Like his preseason philosophies have been subpar at best over the past few years. For whatever reason, he just doesn't like to play guys in the preseason, which makes absolutely no sense. I think it kind of hindered the development of Kirk Cousins a little bit when he didn't get him any reps with his number one wide receivers after Deshaun Jackson and Pierre Garçon left. And it looked like it hindered Alex Smith a little bit last year, too, because Alex Smith didn't get to fully master the offense. Had he played in the preseason, would he have mastered the offense? I don't know. That seems like a lot to say he would have definitely mastered it, but he probably would have been better if he got more game reps. So how much is Jay Gruden going to let Case Keenum and Dwayne Haskins actually play in the preseason? I know we don't want to get these guys hurt, I understand that. And maybe you think the preseason is stupid. Maybe it could be limited to two games. I, I, I'm not getting in debate about that. But what I need to see is these two guys play and these two guys pick the offense up. And I want to see both of them get a whole lot of snaps in the preseason. I don't care if they're running with the ones, the twos, the threes. Hell, they could run with the fours. They could run with guys that are, have no shot of making this Redskins offense. I just need to see them get familiar with the concept in a game like Speed because training camp isn't going to do it. It's just not. That's how that works. For whatever reason, the Redskins don't seem to run a, a very intense training camp as opposed to other teams, and they they take it a little easier. Uh, you gotta get him. Gotta get him reps in the preseason. I'm still liking Dwayne Haskins uh, to, to be the guy at the end of the season, but I don't think we need to rush him either. It's okay to let him take the first few weeks, especially with our schedule. It's okay to let him take the first few weeks and really just sit soak everything in, and then put him on the field after that and say, all right, kid, you got the reins, are, the reins are yours. The ball is in your court. Go win to some football games. I'm perfectly okay with that. Uh, but I, I do still think that Dwayne Haskins is going to be the guy in the long term. So that's going to wrap it up. Like I said, short and sweet, just a quick little OTA podcast. Uh, let me know your thoughts on all the topics that we discussed at Denton underscore day on, on Twitter or comment down below here on Hogshaven if you're listening uh, on the website. And with that being said, uh, that that's going to do it. And I'll see you guys sometime next week.